Blog Talk Radio. afternoon from the state of Washington. This is Zenobia Bailey, and welcome to Grace and Peace, Heart to Heart. Today, our title is Naomi Unravels God's Hesed, or God's Love for Us. So let's open with where we left Naomi last week. We saw that while she believed that God was sovereign, the pain she experienced as the result of the death of her husband and sons disconnected her from God's hesed. Another word for hesed or another manner of thinking about hesed is God's enduring, everlasting, faithful, eternal, merciful, kind love and attributes far, far more reaching than any of us might know. God declared his said for his people when he passed by Moses on the mountain. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. I thought that that was more than worth revisiting. No betrayal or sin is beyond the healing power of God's persistent and enduring has said, Sharon writes. She looks at Lamentations chapter 3 and pens. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. I think compassion would definitely be another attribute to to um, reference in terms of Hesed. No matter how devastating life circumstances may be, God's love never quits. Oh, beloved, it never quits. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love, my steadfast Hesed, shall not depart from you. And that's found in Isaiah. Notice the similarities between Ruth's promise to Naomi and God's promise to the Israelites. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. 
has said is not just an Old Testament concept. In the New Testament, we see God's loyal love to faithless and undeserving people on full display through the sacrifice of his only son, Jesus. Wow. Do you mean that even when we're faithless, God loves us? Absolutely. His love relentlessly pursues his children. His love never quits. We see God's ultimate has said in the cross. Jesus' last words on earth repeat the promise of God's everlasting presence that is inherent in his promise of Hesed. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Because of God's Hesed revealed through the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, we can with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When life doesn't make sense, we can read our Bible and find story after story of God's said and know we can trust him because he promises his loyal love to us. Hesed seems impossible for humans to offer to other humans, yet Hesed, practiced by Ruth and Boaz, was used by God to pull Naomi's heart toward him. Hesed flows from us to others. In the remainder of the story, we see God's providence gently orchestrating events so that Ruth gleans in the fields of Boaz, a relative of Naomi, who could be Ruth's legal kinsman redeemer? A legal protection that restored a widow's rights and legacy. Naomi instructs Ruth how to seek marriage with Boaz. After exploring all possible legal suitors, Boaz agrees to marry Ruth. They conceive, they conceive a son and name him Obed who became the grandfather of the future King David. The word said appears three times in Ruth, but the practice of said shows up repeatedly through mundane and major actions, often in the context of prayer. The responses of Orpah and Ruth when Naomi told them to go back to their mothers indicates Naomi intentionally extended has said to these girls, even though they were not Jewish. Naomi practiced has said when she prayed for Orpah and Ruth, the needs of her daughters-in-law took precedence over her own at a great personal cost. If they listened to her, she would be alone. Ruth demonstrated has said when she made a voluntary commitment to Naomi. Boaz declared that Ruth's practice has said when she refused to leave Naomi and promised to care for her. Naomi recognized his said in the amount of grain that Ruth brought home and declared that Boaz extended loving kindness to, his, to this young widow. Ruth deployed has said when she repeatedly humbled herself 
and prioritize care for her mother-in-law, no matter the personal cost. Boaz's response to Ruth when she risked her reputation to come to him on the threshing floor was an act of hesed. Boaz modeled hesed when he became a kinsman redeemer for Ruth at personal financial risk to himself. The women of Bethlehem praised Ruth for her hesed in bearing a son for Naomi. God created us as his image bearers. When we voluntarily commit ourselves to extend love to another, a love generated by God's grace and driven by our commitment, not emotion, others catch a glimpse of God's said. This is not about outward behavior. This is an inner transformation accomplished by God's spirit. When Hesed flourishes in our hearts, it flows out to others. Naomi and us. Naomi's story is a beautiful picture of the gospel. God relentlessly pursued Naomi. Unbeknownst to her, in the middle of her tragedies, he was preparing a safe place for her under the care of a kinsman redeemer, Boaz. Likewise, Jesus, our kinsman redeemer, pursues us and is preparing a place for us. Naomi lamented, yet she did not forget to pray. Her faith decision meant returning home, perhaps hoping she would find not only physical bread, but spiritual healing. Naomi's return was a scary journey. She returned empty. Dear friend, are you bitter because loved ones neglect you? Are you irritable because of chronic pain? Are you for unforgiving of past wrongs done to you? Are you fearful because God has not seen near? I think Naomi would argue you, I'm sorry, I think Naomi would urge you not to languish in that far place, but instead to pray. Return home by acknowledging and repenting of your sin. Ask Jesus to empty you of yourself and fill you with his loving kindness. God used other people to show his said to Naomi. Their kindness fanned into flame sparks of hope hiding in Naomi's soul. God did not draw Naomi back to him with thunder and lightning, shaming, condemnation, or long speeches rebuking her for her faith struggles. He showed Naomi his love through the quiet, consistent, self-sacrificing, loyal love of Ruth. With each act of Ruth's self-denial, light started chasing away the darkness. Be watchful to see God extending his said to you through the kindness of others. Be alert to opportunities you have to show kindness to others and watch your darkness be trampled by the light of Jesus, our Redeemer. 
Naomi acted covenantally, discipling Ruth, and seeking a kinsman redeemer to redeem her inheritance. God filled Naomi's emptiness with his gladness through the birth of a child. Many of us experience circumstances that tempt us to isolate. Naomi's message to us is clear. Live covenantally. Stay connected to our covenant family. We too can be glad because of the birth of a child, the Christ child. It is an aha moment when we realize the book of Ruth is not about Ruth, nor about Naomi. It is about God relentlessly pursuing his eternal plan of salvation. This story is about the glory of God. We can be confident that God is moving through our lives in a similar way. Sinclair Ferguson explains, God does not mean to touch only our lives by what he does in us. He has the lives of others in view, even those yet unborn. That is why life can seem so untidy for the people of God. He has not yet finished his business. There may be many loose ends. The tapestry is only partially complete. He has still much weaving to do in which he will bring these loose ends together, perhaps in someone else's life in the future, long after we are gone. God means to bring blessings and answers to prayer beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine, just as he did here. As Hebrews chapter 11 makes clear, it is a mark of genuine faith to look beyond our own day to the time when God will fulfill his promises. As we age and face loss after loss, perhaps living our last years in a small room surrounded by medical supplies and machines, we may wonder how it is possible our lives could be part of God's eternal plan. Buried deep within the heart of a child of God is an unbreakable hope and an everlasting love. Our audience may be only caregivers, nurses, or doctors, but they can leave our presence touched by our trust in God's presence and loyal love. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. I love Naomi's transparency. She believed in God's sovereignty, but her deep grief over the deaths of her husband and sons led her to conclude that God had broken his promise of said. Sharon says, I can relate. Shortly after Mark's death, remember, Mark was her 16-year-old son. I wrote in my journal, sometimes I feel as though I've not only lost Mark, I've lost my relationship to the Lord. I don't know how to reconcile his love with his sovereignty 
and that is sometimes even more frightening than my grief over Mark. I knew I would never again hug our youngest child, ruffle his dark curly hair, or hear him say, I love you too, Mom. Like Naomi, I knew the history of God's faithfulness to his people and specifically to me. I love singing hymns of God's love. Like Naomi, I also believed in God's sovereignty. Although it was not a comfort to me in the days following Mark's death, with Naomi, I said, I once was full, now I'm empty. God knew when he gave us Mark, he would take him back 16 years later. And yet, also like Naomi, my prayers revealed a desperate longing to experience his love once more. Something in Naomi, something in me, would not allow us to forget God's faithful love. Like little children, furious because we couldn't have our own way, we still reached to our faithful God with open arms, hoping he would pick us up and hold us tightly. We forgot for a little while that we were already held tightly in his grip, and his said would not allow him to let us go. When I wrestled to reconcile God's sovereignty with his love, he sent his people to be his promise keepers. On an especially dark day, when the ache in my chest refused to break, God moved a friend to send me a note with the scripture. He has said, I will never, under any circumstances, desert you, nor give up or give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you, most assuredly not. Something supernatural happened through those words. The ache in my chest broke for a few hours. God gently drew me to his heart through my friend's reminder of God's indescribable, bottomless, covenantal love for me, his has said. Slowly, God's love and sovereignty merged into a stunning tapestry filled with pictures of his past faithfulness and unbreakable promise of his eternal presence. Though still longing for Mark and all my shattered dreams, embers of his everlasting love fueled my journey and gave me strength to face each day with purpose. When our sons asked what songs I wanted sung at Mark's memorial service, I requested, oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Though we wanted to rejoice in our faith, I wanted a way to express the anguish and desperate need for Jesus in the coming days. And this hymn, sung in a minor key, gave me hope. The words describe the very Hesed Naomi experienced, yet they are far richer. 
because this deep, deep love flows from our Redeemer Jesus. May the message of his said, extended to us through the boundless love of Jesus, lead us homeward. And may we flourish as we travel the path marked out for us by our God. And the words say, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, vast, unmeasured, boundless, free, rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over me, underneath me, all around me, is the current of thy love, leading onward, leading homeward, to thy glorious rest above. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, Spread his praise from shore to shore. How he loveth, ever loveth, changeth never, nevermore. How he watches o'er his loved ones, died to call them all his own. How for them he intercedeth, watches o'er them from the throne. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, love of every love the best. Tis an ocean vast of blessing. Tis a haven sweet of rest. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Tis a heaven of heavens to me. And it lifts me up to glory, for it lifts me up to thee. The story of Judy Didier. Judy has three children and nine grandchildren. She lives in Georgia, where she serves on the Women's Ministry Committee of her church as coordinator of Compassionate Ministries. And Judy says, my mom had a plaque in her kitchen with the quote, bloom where you are planted. I remembered these words when my husband left me after 43 years of marriage. Could I recover from the shock of divorce and moving from the familiar to the unfamiliar? Could I ever bloom again? I took refuge in the Lord and in the sanctuary of his presence. He ministered to me through his word, slowly breathing life, hope, and joy into my soul. Eventually, he provided a new home and a loving church family who welcomed me. I began to see his beauty all around me, birds singing, flowers blooming. He calls me to flourish and assures me it is possible. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. My Lord has done more than I could ever hope or dream. But sometimes I'll allow my flesh to control my thoughts and actions. Then I must choose to remember and meditate on my Lord's words. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, 
think about these things. I praise the Lord for his faithfulness. He continually shows me in his word who he is. He shows me his love. He is my strength and protection. That is why I can never stop praising him. I declare his glory all day long. Flourishing at this time in my life is resting in him, sitting with him, and hearing him speak to me from his word. Lifting others up in prayer, smiling at others for him, giving a word of encouragement when he prompts, and being still in him. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nissi, my banner. Jehovah Rohi, my shepherd. He is faithful to the end, and I praise and thank him. And folks, as we end this show, I'd like you to give consideration to where you are and how you are being to age with grace. Thank you, and I will see you, Lord willing, next week. Take care. Thank you.